0: We just need to get our whole sin nature under control. The point is, is that whatever it might be, it can be temper, anger, desires, lust, it can be all these different things, but what God wants us to do is get control of them because if we don't, they will control us. Now, what we find in the world, the message of the world, if it feels good, do it. That's the mentality that we find permeated our society. The problem is it's killing our society. That's where the issues come in. Jesus said, you've been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. There is a warning that we do know that sin can cause illnesses in our lives. And the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. For this reason, the Jews said, this must be the Messiah. No, it doesn't say that. I wish it did. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. You see, what's really amazing to me is the spirit of religiosity that is in the world today was there then. In in fact, it's it's kind of uh, noteworthy that there's a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. It tells us how the early church fathers died. And and what's really amazing in this book, we read about James and and John and uh, uh, Peter in Rome being crucified upside down for he felt he wasn't worthy to die as his Lord did. Uh, You find all these different things. But one thing in Fox's Book of Martyrs you do not find is how the Pharisees died. They didn't. They're still here. And they're still here doing this very thing, that if they see you doing something for God, rather than saying, wow, I recognize the anointing of God in your life, their desire is, because there is no anointing in their life, to kill that which does. It's sad. And you see it over and over again. I think this is why a lot of people in ministry Fry out and burn out. And and the reason why is they don't realize that really it, it is out of jealousy that so many people want to see you fail. Now, that goes, I would say, to any Christian. Do you know they want to see you fail? They want to see you fall on your face. And if you don't fall on your face fast enough, then they will kill you. How do you kill somebody? Well, you can get a gun and shoot them. You can get some poison, poison them Or you can just destroy them with gossip That, that seems to be the the uh, preferred uh, uh, way of execution today And with the help of the internet And of course everything on the internet is true I love that commercial that I saw She goes, I'm dating a French model This girl said And, and he goes, really? And so here comes this guy down the street Great big belly You know, hair's all messed up uh, and, and he walks up, and he goes, Bonjour. This was her date. This was her French model. She met him on the internet. Everything on the internet. Well, this is one of the dangers that we have. Uh, that that we ha- have information overload, and there's so much information, we don't know which is true, which is false, which is which has been been uh, exaggerated, or the truth which has been deleted. And so it says, for this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus. Instead of saying, wow, Jesus, that is awesome that you have the power to heal a man that has been lame for 38 years, their reaction was to persecute him and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father has been working until now and I have been working. By the way, remember that. God is working. God is working today. God is working today in our lives, in your life, in my life. God is working. I know some days we wonder where. Sometimes the walk of faith is not that of flashing neon arrows saying, walk this way. But sometimes the walk of faith is just getting up and going about our daily business in the Lord. My Father has been working until now. God is working in you. If you belong to Christ, God is working in you. And the Bible says, I have been working. Now, what this is, in the original language, the way it's worded, I and my Father are one. We have the same purpose. My Father's been working until now, and I have been working. We are doing the same things. Well, evidently, it must be true. This guy <laughs> took up his bed and walked. But notice verse 18. Therefore, and whenever you find the word therefore in the Bible, find out why it's therefore. I know it's corny, but it's true. Because it's a summary of the matter or a conclusion of thought. And he says, therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, friends, but here's the next part. But he also said that God was his father making himself equal with God. I have had people tell me, where in the Bible does it say Jesus is God? Really? Yeah, you must not have spent any time reading the Bible. And by the way, the cults do this in, in, in great veracity. They always have two major things goofed up. One, who Jesus is. And two, there is no hell. Those are the two that the cults specialize in. Now you'll find, as the Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't mean to mention names. If you're Jehovah's Witness listening today, you're here or on the radio, I'm not trying to defend you. I'm trying to tell you this is where it's messed up. He made himself equal with God. This is why they wanted to kill him. Now... The problem today is when people say, well, Jesus is Michael the archangel. No, he's not. He's God's son. In fact, as we sang this morning, Emmanuel, the word Emmanuel is found in Matthew chapter 1. It says, he shall be called Emmanuel. And just so anybody couldn't mess it up, it says translated means God with us. That's who Jesus is. He's God. The second thing we find here is that he Again, made himself equal with God. What to me is incredible here is that he's the only Son of God. John three sixteen. Now you find the other part of the cults have it goofed up. Well, we're all God's Son. Jesus was just one of many. There was Buddha, Muhammad. You know, there were Confucians. A whole lot of them out there. Well, what's wrong with that? It's not true. There's only one Son of God. Now, when you get into uh, Mormonism, for instance, you you have them telling you that Satan and Jesus are brothers. This is absolutely false in every sense of the word. There uh, There is no other Son of God except Jesus Christ. So, understanding that, you go into the Eastern religions, again, that there are many gods. So, Understanding either they have Jesus not being God or they have Jesus being one of many gods. This is where the problems, of course, come in. And so it says he made himself equal with God. They, uh, I think this is really noteworthy here because, again, if Jesus isn't God, well, as the old saying goes, who is he? Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Moses, surely I say to you, the son of the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does. Speaking of the father, the son does in like manner for the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him even greater works than these that you may marvel. You know, it's God's good pleasure to demonstrate to not only people of the world, but you, me, his great goodness. You know, for us as Christians, I I believe this is what we call grace. This is where God gives us things and we don't deserve them. We deserve to fry, baby. We do. Well, why is that? Well, because... We're stinkers by nature. The Bible says we inherited an old sin nature from Adam and Eve. That is still with us today. And it will rise up, friends, if we don't feed the Spirit. That will try to start interjecting its thoughts and and, and things into our mind. And this, uh, I I believe, this is why this is so dangerous. You know, uh, it's what you feed is what's going to get stronger. So he says God's going to do even greater works. When God does great works, friends, understand this. He does his great works through us. This is something we always think, well, God's going to do some great works. Like, well, you know, God's going to, here comes a tornado, and, and, and all of a sudden, God's just going to stop it and change direction. Well, God can do that. But primarily, God does his great works through you and through me to the marvel and the dismay of others. Isn't that amazing? People hate it when God uses you because oftentimes they feel, well, I'm more spiritual than you are. How come God's using you? Well, God's a graceful God, and God's grace is without favor. Are you a willing recipient for that? Do you want God's grace in your life? Isn't it funny that Jesus walked up to the guy and said, do you want to be made well? Why would anybody say that? Because a lot of people don't. In fact... I don't know, maybe this guy was making quite a good little profit on the side selling pencils. You know, he was a lame guy and he was, I don't know. Isn't it funny that sometimes God will challenge us with a question and sometimes God will come and say, what do you want me to do for you? Wow. What, if God asked you that today, what do you want me to do for you? What would you tell him? Well, you know, God, I'd you like to know the lucky lotto numbers. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. You know, I could walk down the street and find, you know, a couple hundred dollar bills stuck in a, stuck in the weeds. That That'd be really cool too. What if God was to ask you today, what would you like me to do for you? What would you say? Do you want to be made well? What do you want? You see, I don't believe that God just says, don't do anything. Well, you know, ke sarah, sarah. Whatever will be, will be. That great Doris Day song of the 50s. Or is it, God says, what is the inclination of your heart? Do you know God likes to do that? Do you realize that you were built by God and God programmed you and so your interests? and your desires, and your thoughts, I believe if we bring them under the control of Christ, the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Now, a lot of people go, whatever I ask, the sky's the limit, it's all mine. No, 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 no. I, I believe when God says that, what are the desires? You, as God created you, what would you like to see God do for you? Well, I remember when I was a kid, I, I loved radios. I just thought they were the most magical thing in the world that you could actually have a, a, a box across the room that you could talk in this box and it would talk to that box. I thought that was amazing. It was an interest. Those are things that, that God designed in you. Now, again, when we become a Christian, that doesn't mean God just takes a, 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 an eraser and erases everything about you. God designed you, but God designed you and those desires in your heart to be fulfilled his way. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, God's got something for you. What do you want me to do for you? Do you want to be made well? Sometimes God challenges with these questions so that we'll think and say, okay, God, what do I want you to do? How is it that you can do this? And then we ask him, and then God does his work. Now, one of the things I want to always be careful of is that I'll pre-figure out how God's going to answer my prayer. Well, God, you're going to have this happen, and then you're going to have this happen, and then you're going to have this happen, and then whammo, I'm where I'm supposed to be. No, God's bigger than that. and In fact, you'll find that in the process of God answering your prayer where you want to be in Christ, you'll touch a lot of other lives because of God's divine way. In other words, God creates the need in our life so he will fulfill it and you will touch many other people's lives. God creates the need. Go to Jerusalem three times a year for for these festivals. Okay, I gotta go. Gotta go. Not realizing that, that Jesus went, but that was the opportunity for him to minister to the lame man. Jesus was thirsty. He meets the woman at the well. Well, wouldn't it have been just nice if Jesus would have had his own canteen of living water and never had to go talk to that woman in Samaria by the well? Well, no, actually, the need or the inconvenience of our life is how God uses us to reach out to others, to fulfill, friends, and here it is, the ultimate of what God has for us. Verse 21, we'll close with this. For the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. What's died in your life? God raises it from the dead. Maybe it's a dream, maybe it's a thought, Maybe it's your part of your heart. Maybe it's your ability to love or be loved. All these different things. I, I really believe that God raises the dead. And I believe that there's nothing that any person has ever done that God won't fix. Isn't that great to know? I, I mean, I just, that's the way God works. God is bigger than the things we've done wrong. And if he's not, let's close the book. Let's all go and uh, go fishing. So, either he is or he's not. Now, I know there's a lot of Christians, and sometimes they're the worst because they're sometimes the most ill informed because they wear the name, but they really don't know God. And I'm not saying they're not Christians because I'm not a judge, I'm a paramedic. But I do know this that if they knew the Father, they couldn't really be the way they are. So, as I look at this, I have to realize God raises the dead. So what's diet in you? What would you like to see God do for you? Do you want to be made well? And when we do that, and we can say, yes, Lord, I want you to do to me, in me, whatever it is you want to do. And God says, I wait for permission. Now, we understand that when we come to Christ. Well, you know, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins, and, and I want you to come in my life. And we give permission to God to come in and do something in our lives. Yes, I agree. But I believe that is a continual surrender to God based upon what Jesus taught the disciples when they said, as John taught his disciples to pray, Jesus teach us to pray. And he said, give us this day our daily bread. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know because of the "Give us this day our daily bread." It was a daily prayer, not to be mindlessly repeated to in some way uh, entertain God, so we get some kind of you know, Our Father which art in heaven, I would be like, Our Father which art in heaven, go say five Hail Marys and uh, uh, you know ten uh, Our Fathers, and and, then you're okay. No, it's not some mantra. It's where we look at the blueprint. And we realize that it's a daily prayer and that my will would be surrendered to God's on a daily basis. When it's not, that's where we repent. And God raises the dead. What do you want me to do for you? Do you want to be made well? I have to answer that. In fact, honestly, friends, I've got to answer that every day. God, do I want to be... You know... Self-loathing and pity is always kind of a fun place to wall in for a while. I don't know if you ever went to a smorgasbord and you ate all you could eat. And I remember I did that. It was golden something I went to. And um, the waitress comes up and says, can I get you anything else? And I looked at her and I said, you got a big old mud puddle out in the back I can go out and waller in? Because I felt like I was like as big around as a 55-gallon drum. But you know, a lot of times that's the way we are in our self-pity. You know, know, I'm just going to waller in my pity. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to get out of that? Well, that's the question. And when we can honestly say, okay, God, whatever it takes, get me out so I can get in to your life. That's what I need. This morning, if you're not born again, just want to invite you to consider Christ. Because again, he's the one that gives life. That's what we need. A dead person needs life. And by the way, it says, even so the son gives life to whom he will. He wills for you. All that's required of me is to ask. In fact, Jesus said it best. You have not because you ask not. Okay, God, what do you want to do? Let's go. Let's see where we're going to go from here. This is going to be great. Hold on to your car keys, folks. Let's roll. That's the way God works. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you can't really honestly say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, because it's all about my kingdom come, my will be done. It's time to repent. The Bible says if we'll confess our sins, our shortcomings, our failures, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and Jesus would ask us today, "Do you want to be healed?" Um, this spiritual sickness it's much greater than physical illness. I, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. I've shared this before, but it's so relevant in my, and it has been relevant in my life. Um, you can have perfect health; everything can be just peachy, hunky dory. And then, you know, maybe your heart gets stepped on by a lever or you have a broken, and, and, and it's like a million ton fist is, is pushing on your chest. Uh, the pain is far worse than anything physical because of something inside. That's what God is the master fixer. Let Him fix that in your life. If you want to get right with God, let's pray. The Bible says we're sinners. Jesus died on the cross for us, took our place. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. And I recognize, God, I've lived without you. I've done it my own way. I've brought many pains and sorrows into my life because of the way I've lived. And so I ask you to forgive me. So from this day forward, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Remind me each day. You want to do something new in my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me your heart and your wisdom. I entrust my life to you. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. And his blood covered my sins. And so now, as a child of yours, do the best you can in my life for your kingdom in Jesus name amen thank you for joining us on it's time as pastor mike teaches verse by verse through the bible if you've missed a program or would like to catch up you can do so by getting it from the it's time podcast in the itunes store or by downloading it from the it's time website at the slash its time On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time.